Hello, 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 beautiful people. How are you doing? So you probably have been wondering why some of your posts get some engagements and why some others don't, right? And it can be very, very frustrating when you put so much work into, you know, being creative, uh, putting all the things together, creating this content that you are so proud of, and then you hit the, the share button and nothing happens, like literally nothing or very little, or at least not what you had expected. And this is what we are going to talk uh, today in our uh, new live episode of Stand Out From The Crowd with me, your guest, Darin Bedamara. If you're new here, welcome, welcome. I'm the founder and CEO of The Smart Woman, and I help high-achieving women move up to leadership roles without compromising themselves. And this is very important. Being an ambitious woman can be hard, it can be challenging, but it's doable. And I'm here to provide you the tips, the strategies, the resources that you, you need to make it to the top. And today our standout guest is at Jenny. She is like the go-to person when it comes to optimizing your content on LinkedIn and more importantly, optimizing the time that you spend on the platform. We know it and I'm sure you can relate. We can spend more time than we thought on LinkedIn and not get the results that we were looking for. So help me welcome our standout guest, Jenny Tilgren. And if you have any questions as usual, leave it down in the comment, leave a capital Q so we can uh, differentiate your questions from the comment. And you know, bring your notebook, your pen and take notes because this is going to be a great session. So without further ado, hello, hello, Jenny. How are you doing? Hello, hello, hello. I'm all good, all good. Thank you for having me today. So that that's so cool. So Jenny, you are based in the UK, right? I am based normally in the UK, but right now I'm actually in Sweden. So oh. I am Swedish uh, by heart, but but right now I am because of the pandemic in, in Sweden, but I'm soon going back to, to London. So, yes. Okay. So welcome from Europe. Uh, I'm from <laughs> France too, so we are neighbors, yeah. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Currently based in Canada, but listen, the world is a beautiful place. And the beauty of social media is that we can connect, build relationships and work with people from all over the world like it becomes just borderless and I love it. So yeah. Jenny, let's get started. Tell us a little bit more about what you do and how you help your clients. Sure. So long story short, I am a brand strategist and I basically help building bridges between senior people and junior people in the company. But I also build bridges between uh, multicultural organizations or uh, cross-functional organizations or for collaborations in, in companies. I'm using that with the brand. So one way of doing that is, of course, understanding what, how they communicate internally and externally. And I worked with 200 companies and 4,000 people doing everything from market research to focus groups and um, brand strategies. So that's basically what I'm, I'm bringing to the table. 
Okay, wonderful. And we have here as uh, Salik Majid who says true, true, true. So I guess uh, uh, Salik, you are talking about optimizing your content and the time that you spend on the platform, right? On LinkedIn. And here Tisha Marie Pelletier who says, I made it. And so thank <laughs> you so much for joining us, uh, Tisha. This is well appreciated. So now, Let's get started. The question, the question that I'm sure every one of you has asked himself or herself at least once. Why does my content doesn't get engagement? It's good quality content. I'm providing value, but still it seems like no one cares or no one, you know, appreciates it. So my first question to you, Jenny, is what is underperforming what is that we can consider as underperforming content how do you recognize this type of this type of content i would say underperforming content is content that doesn't generate the either the business that you want or the the communication with the right people that you're looking for so i would be honest and say there can be content that can generate high engagement and you can get a lot of views and you can lot of, got lots of likes, but if it doesn't generate any DMs or it doesn't generate any quality conversations from that, I would consider that as a, as a low performing uh, content. So I work with a lot of people who are very good in content and they do really let's say high quality content on LinkedIn, but it doesn't necessarily resonate with the target audience that they are looking for. So what I do is, starting looking back into to who who is their target audience and uh, really nailing that down because once they know who the target audience is you can start tweaking the the content as well okay so now uh when you say you, you you can start tweaking the content so first of all let's 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 take a step back you mentioned your audience and i mm -hmm. like this because oftentimes, uh, and I see it where, you know, people try to create content where they will try to speak to everyone. We don't want to exclude no one. We want to speak to everyone. But as I like to say, when you try to speak to everyone, you are likely speaking to no one, right? And so so how, how do you suggest your clients or how do you help your clients to identify their audience? How do you know who you should create your your content for so i you could do it two ways i either ask them if they already have a target audience to begin with and you can have an idea who who it is or you can start by looking at 12 different brand archetypes and i can say which one of these are most suitable and i have a framework around that uh, mm -hmm. to get them to to say which one is is right for them and then it's, it's more about getting the insights they already have. So most of them have an, a good experience. They might have already done a, a, a great uh, negotiation with a customer in the past. So we just reverse engineer it back and say, what happened? What was the step behind that in order to, 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 to secure that, uh, that customer? And then we start to go even deeper down and say, what was the interest this person had? So we can say it could be everything from, is this person on a mobile? <laughs> Does this person like videos? Does this person like images? Is it GIFs? What is it that has resonated with this type of person in the past? So we really get to nail that persona or profile down mm -hmm. into really detail. Um, 
Yeah, so do you know who your audience is? I think that's the first question you should ask yourself then. Do you know who you want to create content for? Like, who do you want to impact? From whom do you want to catch the attention? You know, like, what's what's the goal that you want to achieve with your content? Posting content for the sake of posting content, like, it's not a strategy. It's a pure waste of time and energy. So, you know, set up your objectives and then like reverse engineering like you said uh, uh, Jenny like and and identify okay who do I want to reach who do I want to impact what is the message that I want to convey to them what is the impact that I want to have on these people right what is the kind of conversation that I want to start that I want to trigger like with with the people in my network and the people in my community so that's that's very that's very good advice then and so we talked about, okay, how do you detect it? And then what, what do you do to tweak your content? So now once you have identified like your audience that you are clear about your persona, so we call it your persona, yeah. you can give it, give it a name, um, you know, but that's basically who is your ideal audience. And you don't have, so let, let's maybe precise something here. You don't have to be an entrepreneur or a business owner in order to have this, strategy in mind right as a job seeker as a professional who want to you know get into leadership roles this is where my specialty is like i'm like okay so if you want to get into leadership roles into this organization or into this industry who are the people who need to know who you are what you're good at and the value that you bring to the table so these people basically are your audience so either you are an entrepreneur or uh, you are in the corporate world, this applies to you as well, right? Yeah. Yes, and absolutely. And and I would I would also say I would do a, a little bit of a pause. When they know who their target audience is, I kind of pause and say, so the content that you already have, who have you produced for? Because it is a piece of getting that kind of self-awareness to do that sometimes people are producing content for themselves or they are producing content for for someone else. So we for me it's important to get to take that step back and recognize it, are they willing to do that change because it will be uncomfortable for a while and it's not long ago I had a customer uh, who was saying we we had a discussion the first session when he said I'm trying to transition myself from being a big mac to a lamborghini. And that is that is a very good when you when you focus on being a big mac you're trying to focus on everyone and you sell a low price product. Meanwhile, yeah. when you're a Lamborghini, you you narrow it down very much. And this, just like you said to yourself, this could be for a job seeker or it could be for, for an entrepreneur. It doesn't matter. But when you go Lamborghini, you genuinely have to do it very specific. And exactly. I started to see week one, week two, that he was hesitating and he kept on coming back to the Big Mac content. And I said, hey, what's going on? And it was more an internal thing for him because he felt comfortable being the Big Mac because he was good of at course. that. Mm -hmm. But he didn't generate the revenue. He didn't generate the big clients that he wanted. And that was the big the big thing for him. So that is the, the idea that when you're doing that transition, that's why I do the pause between that you need to be ready, that it might be uncomfortable for the first two, three weeks until yeah. you find your, your, your style again, because it's also part of doing the experiments. So mm -hmm. again, we can have an idea who this Lamborghini client is, and we can test things during a couple of weeks and get the data. 
And I think that's the next step people are missing out on, that they don't collect the data that actually each post are giving. So yeah. each post can show you what type of topic they people like, how mm -hmm. long the contents are, the type, the format of the content. Is it video? Is it live? <laughs> is it is it uh, infographic? Is what it, what is it that, that people en enjoy engaging with? And uh, yesterday on on my live, I had Karina and Charlene, and both of them said since they joined LinkedIn, both of them have seen their persona has changed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they had an idea that they thought this is what my customer likes, but now they know that's not at all the correct yeah. answer. Yeah. So they have changed. So I think it's also about we can't be proud and said this is the only way. Even for me, I'm changing every week because my, my yeah. target audience is, is me too. So. Me too. And and I think you know it's important to understand that it's not a one size fits all and you won't have it perfect before you get started. It yeah. doesn't exist. Like, and oftentimes my clients are like, but what if they don't like it? What if they don't engage with it? What if, and I'm like, but listen, the, the data that you will gather from, from it are so much important because it is crucial. It is essential to know, and it is as much important to know what's not working and to know what's working so in order for you to then to focus on what's working and you said it right actually uh, jenny like you have to test it out if you don't if you don't test it out you don't know and you don't know what you don't know so you cannot improve the the, the, the content that you put out there and you know also you were talking about live stream i know that my audience uh, uh, like live streams and i do love it as well because mm -hmm. we have this direct interaction and i love it and i'm testing uh so i started with last stream now it's been a one and uh, almost oh no two months now it's been a little bit more a little bit over two months now and i'm testing the time of the day right and mm -hmm. so i i started at 6 p.m now for summertime i changed it to 1 p.m and i have a show the mo the, the the morning talk on tuesday that is at 10 a.m 9 30 a.m and I, I see the difference. So, and I can see that when I go live in the morning, I have a higher engagement than when I really? go live in the afternoon. Uh -huh. Yeah, right? Yeah. And, and, and the engagement that I have in the morning is quite similar to the engagement that I have in the evening. So I'm like, okay, but how would I know that <laughs> if I want to try, right? So exactly. it's not that you are failing or that we are not good at it. It's that you need to figure it out, right? Yeah. And, and and so as you said, test it out. There is no secret sauce out, out there. Then you mentioned once you have figured it out, you make some tweak to your content. So yeah. what are, based on your experience with your clients, uh, where is like the, the, the biggest misconception that people have when creating content and what are the, 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 the tweak? And I'm sure sometimes like it's very, very little, very simple, but it can have like big results. So, so what are those misconceptions and those tweaks that uh, most of the time need to uh, take place? I would say the first one is that I am... Um talking about myself or I'm I'm doing content that I like. I, I, I forget to talk to the client or to the audience that I am talking to. So that would be the first thing. The second thing would be 
to show yourself vulnerable and actually show all sides of yourself. The people want to work with a person and they want to see everything. So yes, they want to see the Polish side, but they also want to see the human side. So that was even something I learned along the way as well, that as soon as I started doing the videos and I wasn't a star doing the videos and knowing everything, how to do things, but people mm -hmm. like to see you learn. So to, to take that into practice, people actually enjoy that. And now I keep getting connections from people I haven't talked in six years because they've wow. seen the video that I've done. So that's the, the kind of cool things that I, I think I had to show up as me. I can't pretend. And that, I think nine out of 10 clients I work with, as soon as they start showing up as themselves, as a, especially in video content, yeah, they, they will get a, a whole different quality of leads coming through their way. And I think that has been a, a game changer that once you do that, and that's, that is the same for people who are looking for a new job, that vi the video is more important than a CV today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, you, that you're showing up today, this is an asset, the way that you do your videos and the way that you are into a, even like now when you're inviting guests and everything, it just shows so much more about who you are than, than just writing a text post. People... Yeah. I can read a text post and I, I remember it, but I doesn't necessarily mean I remember the person who, who wrote it. I can remember the post, but um, but a video, I will remember the personality and, and the person behind it. So that has been, I think, the biggest uh, difference I, I give to people, how they do the video and just show that vulnerability. And 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 I think when, when, when I'm listening to you talking, I'm like, the, the word that is coming to my mind is, authenticity yes. and you know it has been overused i would say so it may sound cliche <laughs> uh, but listen there is no better game than being yourself because first of all there is this misconception that i see a lot with uh, uh, my client is that they do believe that they have to show up online the way they think other people would like to see them right big mi misconception people Mm -mm, okay people want to know you they want to know who you are and also another i don't want to say misconception but a mistake that a lot of people make and so in my case i'm all about personal branding and building your professional reputation and what i see is that people who want to portray an image of them that is so polished that it is not sustainable first of all because it's hard to play the part of someone that you are not really deep inside you know it so you cannot fool yourself but then you know it's 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 hard to create connection real connection with people and people will figure it out at some point people are not stupid <laughs> people are not stupid and they will figure it out sooner than later and you may build burn a bridge that you could have like built uh, like for for uh, that could have had an impact in your career so really it's about being you being vulnerable the way you said it uh, uh, uh jenny there is nothing shameful or nothing lower or whatever the the, the 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 adjective may be when you are vulnerable it just shows that you are a human beings and none of us has it perfect out there we all every single person on earth like go through ups and downs and you know and i i i and i don't know what you think about it jenny but i do believe that being able to share 
your lows, your downs, the obstacles that you face, maybe the doubts that you have, it's a form of strength because it takes courage to, to let people know, to tell people, listen, this is not okay. And this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm learning in the process and I'm sharing it with you because maybe it can help some of you. What do you think about it? Is that something that you encourage your, your clients to do as well? Yes, definitely. And and I would say 2020 taught us every every single oh. person that, I mean, <laughs> there's not a Zoom call that has, hasn't gone wrong and everything. So, I mean, why would you fake something that all of us know it doesn't exist anymore? So, so that doesn't be, that doesn't work. So um, initially I said to you, I am working with building bridges between young people and senior people. And that was kind of why I started doing LinkedIn more uh, in more detail than before. So I used to work for an agency before helping them with employee branding strategies for big corporates. And one massive change I saw during 2020 was many corporates keep hammering out the same message that we are a perfect company and this is our values and, and this is our corporate videos. Meanwhile, there's another <laughs> scenario happening out there. So what I saw on LinkedIn was the young people doesn't want to work for that type of companies anymore. So they're going to start their own business on the side and, and they're going to disappear if the, the corpus doesn't change. True. So that was that was part of the reason I said to them as well that if you want to have young people come working for you, you have to show up as you are. <laughs> people yeah. want to work for people who are. If you say that you're a transparent company, you have to start yourself first mm -hmm. to, show, to show up that you are. And it's okay to say, I don't know everything because nobody can say, none of us are, are an expert on the pandemic, a global pandemic on this scale. It, it's impossible. So nobody expects everybody to know everything everything but, but it's better to come up and say we don't know and linkedin is a perfect place to get people to give you feedback or give you advice or give you ideas so i think that has been the biggest change that i think corporates businesses are still a bit behind they are still yeah. keeping up their profile and and keeping the the mask on if, if you would say it they haven't done that transition to do that so that's part of what i do as well i be i can show them best practice what other people are doing and once you see how the different in engagement what do you say raw raw content or authentic content generates compared to this more polished content mm -hmm. yeah. it's a lot easier to understand that you need to do this um but it's still a, a transition it's still personal development to to go through that it is. And, and, it is. And, do, and every one of us have done that on linkedin mm -hmm. i would say everyone felt nervous before we took the first step and, and started showing up as, as our true self so exactly and 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 you know it's true that like and it starts with the millennials and then the gen z uh, generations where beyond working for a corporate brand they want to know who are the leaders behind the business brand so that's why being uh, a quiet leader or being a best kept secret like doesn't work anymore because people want to know who what are the values of people leading those big companies or oh, big or small it doesn't matter people want to know who you are what are your core values you know what is the impact really that you make as a person 
question before looking at the impact your companies uh, may have on, on, on people. So that's very true and that's very much needed. So let's let's take a break and look at the at the comment from our beautiful uh, uh, community here. So we have Bezat Khan who said, hi Darin, brilliant discussion, very helpful tips here. I hope you are taking notes, uh, <laughs> Bezat. Um, who else? Michelle Esteban who says, love this. Yes, that's a great conversation. I'm so glad we're having this conversation. Uh, Beverly Rodriguez, who says, great conversation. Thank you, you are most welcome. Isuf Mehani from Kosovo, and who has a question for you, uh, Jenny? How many hours per week you spend to maintain a social network contact with people? That's a very good question, Isuf. Yeah, for sure. And I I would probably dissect this question a little bit because it's one thing to maintain contact with the people you want to maintain contact with. So I would I would separate the time. I would make sure the people, my target audience that I'm working with to make sure I have time to to work with them. And then I would also have time that I'm growing my network and, and engaging with people who are outside. So I would say half of my network is people who are expert, just like Darin is, is expert in, in her field. So they will be part of my network to, to keep in touch with as well. But I would keep those two separate. And when it comes to number of hours per week, I would say in the last couple of months, it's been probably two hours per day that I'm spending on, on LinkedIn um, around that. And there are days there are a, a bit more depending on uh, what, what kind of engagement I get. But I would say two hours. And the more videos I've done, I have been able to reduce that a little bit. In the beginning, it was a lot more uh, hard work to, to reach a large audience. But now I can see the more I collaborate with people just like I'm doing with you today and and doing my own live shows as well, you reach a larger audience. So it's been more, I guess, efficient for me to do that as well. But I would say two hours roughly uh, per day would, would be my, my what, what, how much do you spend per day? Uh, but, but you know, actually, I was about to say it depends the object, what what you want to achieve on the platform. Yeah, platform. Of it depends on, on your objectives, right? If your objective is to uh, build your personal brand, you know, to increase your visibility uh, uh, and credibility and, 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 um, and professional reputation, then, you know, there is a way to do it and you don't have to spend like all day long on LinkedIn. Now, if you are a business owner, who is uh, getting clients from LinkedIn, then of course you would spend much more time on the platform because this is your, your main source of, uh, of generating clients, right? I know people in my network who like are a LinkedIn coach and all of this. So they spend their entire day on the platform because this is their job basically. But when it comes to me, it will, it will depend. It's true, I, I used to spend I would say three hours a day on the platform when I started because I wanted to build the momentum. Mm -hmm. uh, but then um, I changed the type of content. That's why it's important to test your content because based on what's working and what's not working, and you said it very well, uh, uh, Jenny, then it would allow, it will allow you to 
measure and balance the time and the effectiveness of your your the, the, the energy and and the time commitment that you are dedicating to linkedin and so now that i have started live streaming um the way I, I would say maybe two hours a day now i would do it in the morning and in the evening uh so i'm sure you know i catch up with people in the morning and i catch up with people in the in the evening so that's how i do it right now but you know uh, three weeks from now or one month from now when i will look at my data i may change it <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah no i would definitely say the same thing there is and and i think you're you're spot on when you say there is no such a thing as you need to know what your objective is so right now I have a big project coming my way and that requires me to research a lot more because if I if I do that project, it will require me to, to know a lot more in a certain area. So I will have to invest time on LinkedIn a bit more during a, a shorter period of time. So I think it's, it's good that you mentioned you need to know what is your objective and what is your timeline to reach that objective because that will depend on how, how you spend your time. Yeah, and Isuf, I hope it answers your question. At least it gives you some, um, you know, ways to think think about it. And uh, so, who else we have here? We have Bernard Bernard Oronsko who says hello, hello. Hello, hello. Uh, <laughs> Beverly Danai Mushai who says my fave girl Darin Benamara. Thank you so much. That's so, so kind of you. And yeah, so we are almost like oh my gosh we have always like like we are close to the 13 minutes mark you know time flies and that's what i love you know when you have such interesting conversation with amazing people like you you don't see the time uh, uh passing by so what would be then uh before we wrap up what would be your your key takeaway how 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 what people could implement today right now you know, in what they could start doing in order to like identify their underperforming post and like improving the performance of their content. We didn't talk about SEO and keywords. Is this something that you would uh, consider when creating content on LinkedIn? I'm not talking about website and all of this. That's another topic. And we had actually this conversation last week. So if you want to know how to optimize your content, your website and like and stand out from your competitor, go watch the previous um the replay of our previous stand up from the crowd episode where charlene actually like explains everything in details no more secret no more excuses so but when it comes to creating your content on linkedin would you consider those things or you would like solely focus on the, the 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 data that you pull out from from your content and the engagement that you you can observe Yes, I would definitely say that uh, one. I mean, if you have that data and you, you know your target audience and have that, what do you say, under control, then SEO would be interesting for you. But I would say at least the people I work with, nine out of 10, have no idea who the target. They have a vague idea who the target audience is and they don't use the data into that much detail as they could. So if I would give advice now what people could do is even use the high engagement, um, the high engagement post that mm -hmm. on paper look like they have been a high performing post. Take that information and just to give another example of a person I was working with 
not long ago, we went through his comments. So one of the sessions he had with me, we went through all the comments on a high performing post. And I said, so what did you take away from this post? And he said, what do you mean? It, well, it was, a, it was a great post, but have you seen the people you have here who could be a potential client or, or a prospect for you? And he said, no. <laughs> and then we went, just went through the comments and say, do you see the difference in responses? So I think some people I work with are content producers. So they're just hammering on and, and producing a lot of content, but they don't take the time to analyze and get the insights behind that. So just, I would say, spend half an hour to an hour per week and sit down and go through the, com the comments to your content and recognize what is the theme, who is breaking out, who is asking a question that is a bit out there that doesn't match <laughs> the rest of them. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people who can just say, love your content, love your content, love your content, and just say what you want to hear. But there might be a few people who will say something different. And those are the people you need to take care of. So you don't just rush and post loads of things and not taking care of the one who, who you have started seeing have started to engage a lot more. Yeah, so it's it's basically nurturing your community. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But it's it's genuinely, I think people think they do that, but they don't go into detail to recognize this comment stands out from, from the other comments, that this person, it's a behavior that has changed, that someone is saying something different than, than they used to do, or or that they are maybe disagreeing or they might do something different that, that they haven't done before. And those are the things I'm a bit geeky. So I like watching how people's behaviors are changing over time. And someone will say to me, you need some people need to see 20 you 21 times before they yeah. make a decision. So yeah. so so that's the whole thing that you need to keep an eye on people who's been coming to your content a couple of times when they start to flip and they just start to see their behaviors is changing. So I think it's easy to say I'm nurturing, but some people don't know what that genuinely means. Yeah. Okay, so people, you have a few things to do, uh, to execute on your to-do list in order to ensure that, uh, you know, you improve, you optimize the performance of your content and you get uh, the, the the right engagement from the right people with the content that you share on LinkedIn, but on any other platforms, right? It can apply to whatever is the platform of your choice. So Jenny, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for sharing so much value with us. Uh, we truly appreciate it. For those of you watching the replay, if you have any questions, any comments, leave it down below. Uh, we will look, we'll look and answer to all of them. And Jenny, if they want to get in touch with you, how can they contact you? Well, the best way is, of course, on LinkedIn, <laughs> that, that would say. And I would also like to say thank you to you for inviting me today. It's been a pleasure to be here as well and, and get connected with, with you and your, your community as well. Yeah, you are most not welcome. Thank you very much. And um, I will see you next week for a couple of new live episodes. And actually stay tuned because later today I will announce something. I have a special live series coming up especially for you. Um, that's something that I have never done before. So we'll see, we'll test it out and we'll see how it works. And I hope you will appreciate it. So Jenny, thank you very much. You take thank care. You. And uh, for everyone, I will see you soon. Bye-bye.